Welcome to Pierce the Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando, and we're on episode 206. Yeah. An update episode. An update episode. Super excited. And and just to give you guys a fair warning, so uh, we're recording back to back right now, um, and it's late. And I often have two things that happen when it gets late. Either one, I get tired and grouchy, which I don't feel like I'm heading down that path, or two, this I know this is all TMI, but it's fine. I get very talkative, so this might be an episode. Yeah, that's good. Is my good? Well, yeah, but it, it, there's a difference between talkative and like you know the correct amount of talking. <laughs> like you just go off on a rabbit trail there. Yeah, I can just keep sense. talking and talking. Like my wife, at some time, she'll say like, "You're tired, aren't you?" And it's like, "Oh yeah, I've I've talked for the last half hour straight." And I'm is that I'm, a way of telling you to stop talking? Well, and here's the thing, like I'm a very like I talk on the podcast, right? I'm a teacher. I talk when I'm you know in front of my class, but because I'm kind of introverted, like I, I I can go a whole day. Like if I'm around family and friends on stuff, I can go unless we're talking about something specific that I enjoy talking about. I'll just sit there. I won't say anything. I'll smile, I'll nod, and I'll just be present. Uh, but but when I'm really tired, I just talk. And so just wanted to give you guys that heads up as you're listening to episode 206, our great update episode, uh, that it's late and who knows what will happen. Great things happen sometimes. I think he already started talking too much. That, you know what? See, <laughs> and, go. and I just took a caffeine pill because I got to stay was up. Was that what that was? Yeah. I was wondering what Mike was doping himself up with before the podcast. <laughs> So I thought you were going to pull like a, you know, a Jesse from Saved by the Bell. Anyways, do you remember that episode? No. Oh, oh yeah. We're a decade apart. So was he taking Adderall we, or something? Yeah. Like yeah. Study she, drugs? She's like, I'm a maniac, maniac. Hey, those of you that are kids from the nineties, you remember that episode. That's a classic one. So, all right. Episode. Are they rebooting that? Saved by the Bell? I hope not. I mean, it'd be cool, but... I heard they were. I heard they were rebooting, they're rebooting everything. The 90s yeah. high. I mean, there was like a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion that just happened. and That's I why we've said in the past, like future bolos, like 20, 30 years from now, the stuff that people are into now is going to be classic and it's like going to come back. So Mask is going to be hot? No, but I mean like the shows that are big right now and like the things that are really popular right now. The shows that aren't happening? Yeah. So, so hold on to the stuff now. And just be a hoarder for the next 30 years, and then the stuff will be vintage and worth a bunch of money. It's true. It's true. I mean, we've talked about some items. Like we've talked about how pogs, I never thought pogs would have value. And then there's people who have been selling pogs, right? Yeah. So that's a pure so exclusive bolo. I haven't heard any. I mean, obviously, it was from one of our listeners, but I haven't heard anybody on social media talk about pogs. Like zero. Oh, nobody. and I've been talking the pogs need to come back. Like, as I was seeing things come back, like Healy's came back. Right, like oh, he he's been selling for a bit. That's what I mean. Those so, like things have come back, and I'm like, what what else was big when I was little? And I'm like, Pogs. Why haven't Pogs come back? And they still haven't. And Pokemon has made a big comeback. I mean, Pokemon's always been around, but like again, it's that classic going back to first edition. And so who knows? You know, maybe uh maybe this is we talked about our Pog, um, you know, pyramid scheme that we should start. <laughs> oh wait, it, it's it's not a pyramid scheme. What's the the correct term for it? Uh, uh, uh multi marketing MLM. Yeah, multi-level marketing order. Yeah. So our POG MLM, and you guys are all invited to join it. Um, and maybe we have to phrase it in something besides POG, so that might be trademarked. I, I don't know. But let's move on with this update episode. All right. So, Ketchum, what's been going on with you? I'm interested in what's been going on with you. We did have our kind of middle-of-the-road Black Friday update, but you were supposed to go to garage sales. I remember a week and a half. I don't know if you met. Maybe I'm putting you on the spot, but you had texted me. Did we talk about this? Yeah. We did. We did. Okay. But have you been able to get out there? Have you been thrifting? What's yeah. been going on? Yeah. Um, I had one week where garage sales were really great. 
And then the following week, garage sales were, eh, they're okay. And and I think I mentioned the other podcast when we talked about this, that it was like, okay, I'm probably going to make like $150, $200 net profit. And for me, that's like, that's kind of where I want to be. That's that's not where I want to be, but that's kind of like my cutoff. I have kind of decided- You're okay with it. Yeah. If I can make $150 to $200 each each weekend, right? And just kind of thinking on the Saturdays, because of course, occasionally I'm going to source throughout the week. But if that's like my sourcing net profit average is 150 to 200, then once a month, once every couple months, you get those crazy scores, right? Where it's like, I'm going to make $2,000 off of this find. And so if, if I can, if I can manage that, that's about where I want to be, right? And so that might give our listeners an idea because Orlando's full-time reseller, I'm a part-time reseller. And so you might say, Hey, how much do I need to make? And if it's $500, definitely doable on a couple of weekends. If it's where I'm at, where it's like, you know what, if I can make $800 every single month off of reselling, then, then that's like the bare minimum. Right. And I'm, I'm, I've been consistently over the last year and a half doing above that. Right. But then there's times where you kind of worry, okay, if I get into a, a famine state, cause this is a feast or famine, sometimes it's like, man, we did $2,000 in sales this month. We only needed 600 to pay the bills, you know, because my wife's staying home now and this is all bonus. And so buy more inventory, put some into savings, all of those things, buy some other productive property, whether it's stocks and and, and bonds and those types Bitcoin. of things. Bitcoin. Um, I, I don't have Bitcoin. Do you have Bitcoin? I have some Bitcoin. Oh, good for you. Um, so, but to kind of have an idea. So same thing. Today I went to some thrift stores and this is kind of, you know, the update of, of how things went. I didn't go to garage sales because... I pulled up my yard sale treasure map and it was pretty obvious. It was a holiday weekend and there just weren't many. Like there so were a handful. It's interesting. The reason I asked that is because I felt like in the area where we live, I was seeing signs everywhere. Really? Now, maybe it's because I haven't done any garage sales mm. that I was kind of like, you know. Overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. Like, oh, wow. What am I missing out? Right. So that's why I was interested in what For this saying. weekend? Yeah, really. This past so, weekend, this Black Friday now, weekend. Now, again, it's possible that some of these weren't listed because somebody actually put in a, a comment, I think maybe during a YouTube live, I thought was interesting, is that people are posting garage sales now on Facebook Marketplace a lot more than they are on really? Craigslist, oh, which is a huge bummer because Yard Sale Treasure Hunter pulls from Craigslist. Treasure map. Uh, yeah, sorry. Yard Sale Treasure Map pulls from uh, Craigslist, uh, maybe a couple other places. But it doesn't pull from Facebook Marketplace. And Facebook Marketplace, unless I'm not seeing something, and let me know down below if there's a, a, a good way of doing this. So Yard Sale Treasure Map and even Craigslist, you can do the map, right? And I can say, like, I want within 40 miles of me. And you can kind of see. So I can yep. I can visually plan out my my route. And I could say, there's, there's some really big sales. There's like a big uh, community sale in this area. So if that's where I'm going to go in the morning to this community sale, okay, there's like these eight other garage sales happening around it. And then I could work my way back home and there's like 10 sales on my way home, right? And I can kind of visualize it. On Facebook Marketplace, when you're looking up garage sales, it's just like like a feed, right? And you don't see the map of where they're located. Yep. So you click on it, like, okay, that one's in Carlsbad. Okay, no, that one's in in downtown San Diego. Okay, that one's in my area. And, and it's just really difficult to see where everything's at. So it's definitely possible that there were more garage sales than I was seeing on, on the app that I was utilizing. But I don't want to spend that much time hunting for them. It's nice when you can just see like, okay, here's a big community sale. Yep. Here's some rummage sales. And so I decided today I was going to go to a thrift store, uh, one that's about about an hour away from where we are. So it's a drive and, and I only go like once a month or so. 
but we usually do pretty well at this at this thrift store and there's oftentimes a line to get in so i got there super early i got there a little over an hour before they opened yeah pre-covid there was already lines yep. but now it's, it's exponentially it's, it's larger really it's 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 insane and so they let they let a few people in early right okay. like if you're in the top three they let you in early yeah and uh and i was there over an hour early and i was still number five Wow. So I did That's not get in worst. early. So I literally stood out kind of in the cold, listening to an audiobook. Oh so you've got to redeem the time that you have, right? You gotta be, you gotta be efficient. And I'm listening to an audiobook. But one thing that I was like, okay, I need to pause this audiobook because I'm re- recognizing obviously the people who are there in front of me, probably resellers. The people who are starting up behind me are resellers. And I'm listening to them talk. And I'm like, all right, I'm getting some valuable information just by listening to them. And you know what's interesting? Why did they talk loud? I don't know. Well, they were talking to each other, right? No, but it's loud. Yeah, like yeah. it's kind of like they want other people to hear what they're talking it's about. True. Because I've been in that a little line. bit of a flex, maybe. Yeah, maybe because I've been in that line. I'm like, oh, okay. I, I've done. This. Okay, go ahead, finish your story. Yeah. So I, I, I you know, pause my audiobook and I'm listening and I'm getting a lot of information, right? Like days they say they come, when their competitions here, who they see. Really? And so I'm like just listening and I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little bit of intel. And one thing that kind of uh, reminded me is I am really big on utilizing every spare second I have. If I'm driving in the car, guarantee there's a podcast or an audiobook on. There's probably never a time there's not. Maybe maybe once a month when I'm I just feel like overwhelmed with information, I might listen to music while I'm driving just to like kind of decompress. But if I'm standing in line, I'm reading an article, I'm listening to a podcast, like I'm, I'm trying to use utilize as much time as possible to cram as much information into my brain. Um, you know, even when I'm brushing my teeth, it's like listening to a podcast. And so it kind of reminded me sometimes I need to kind of step out of my world and just observe because I might be missing information. Like not every situation, like if I'm standing in line at Target or pumping gas, sure, listen to my podcast. But if I'm an hour in line with other resellers, maybe I should keep my ears open. I think so. I, I, I've been in that line and I've heard people talk about what they're looking for, what they sell. And it's been free intel. Yeah. And it's, and it's interesting because it's, you know, socially distancing, it's, they shouldn't be that loud. That's what I mean. They, they could be like 10 people in and which means what, 60 feet, right? If they're socially distanced yep. and I can hear their full conversation. So yeah, that's interesting. I, 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 I should, I should have brought that up on the podcast, but I'm glad you brought it up because yeah, I agree with you. You know, what's interesting that, that correlates, I don't know, correlates or relates to, I don't even know why I said correlates, relates to what I was thinking about earlier today. That's why I don't get noise canceling headphones because mm. I can't, when I'm sourcing, I can't handle not knowing what's going on around me or what, I feel like my depth perception is limited, mm. right? I always need to know what's going on. And so that's why I can't do it. But I mean, do, would you source with headphones on too? Like, are you listening to your no, podcast? No, when I'm, when I'm, that's the weird thing. When I'm sourcing, I, I can drive, I can do a lot of things and listen to a podcast but sourcing is not one of them because there's a lot of thinking that has to go on, right? Like I have to look at an item. I'm like, okay, this brand. Let us this- know in the comments. Do you listen to anything while you're sourcing or are you just like focused? Yeah, it's, I, I have to focus. Um, and I'm pretty good at, at it's, it's not true to say like I can multitask because I don't think uh, multitasking, very many people can actually do it. I don't. I definitely don't think most people can actually multitask. People can task switch, right? You can rapidly switch between tasks, but things that require two things that require mental activity are very difficult for most people to do. And so I can drive, right? Because it's like second nature. It's a lot of it's muscle memory. A lot of things you do brushing your teeth, right? Doing dishes, those things don't require like mental engagement. But when you're 
for for me when I'm sourcing and I'm looking at an item, I'm deciding is it worth the five ninety nine for this? Okay, I could buy they sell for thirty. Okay, what's shipping going to be? And so you're you're processing all that stuff, right? And so if I'm listening and I've tried it, listening to an audiobook, then I realize like, wait, what are they talking about right now? And I have to rewind thirty seconds and. And I'm doing that so often. I'm like, I I, I just can't listen to anything. I need mm. to focus because there's 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 processing happening. You're you're running through, and it's amazing to think like when you pick up an item, how many decisions you're making, right? Is this item worth what they're selling it for? How much am I going to be able to sell for? How long is it going to be listed? How easy is it going to be to ship? How much space is it going to take up? Um, do do I have too many of these types of? Like, you're running through all of this information to make one purchase. That's not. That's only if you're at a thrift store. If you're at a garage sale, you're thinking about negotiations. You're th- so there's a lot of processing that happens when you are when you're sourcing. Um, and so you know, again, that maybe that's a great idea. Let us know in the comments what's your process. What are the, some of the questions you're thinking about? Does it take a lot of focus for you? Or certain items, it's easy, right? Like you pick up a pair of Doc Market Doc Martins and you see they're five bucks. You don't have to think about that one probably, mm-hmm. right? You just throw it in the cart. But a lot of times you are thinking. That's true. 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 And I will say, you know, part of as you grow as a reseller, you get to the place where you don't even have to think anymore. Maybe that's sometimes why people have headphones forever. You know, I I find myself and I'm not trying to flex or say anything, but I hardly use my cell phone anymore. But I still do. Right. When it's something that looks expensive or something that you're like, I wonder what it's worth. But, you know, the more be encouraged. What I'm saying is be encouraged because I know new resellers. I, I even myself hated the fact that I always had to have my phone out all the time. Right. And you don't have your phone out as much as you used to anymore. Right. No, not nearly as much. Right. And over time. So be aware that as your knowledge bank increases, the less you're going to be using it, the faster, the more efficient you'll be. All right. Well, what about of, you? I kind of feel better that I didn't miss on, on a lot. No. <laughs> I, I seriously, I felt I saw at least five or six garage sale signs yesterday in the area that we live. So, all right. So things have been insane. I keep saying this. I feel really bad. Those of you who have been following us on social because I like dropping Instagram stories every day and I haven't been able to because Instagram stories do take some time. I like, you know, adding, you know, text on there so you can read stuff while you're listening. I mean, I like dropping a lot of, a lot of value. At least I hope it's value, but it's just, it's, it's been insanity. So the cargo van has definitely leveled up my game. I've mentioned this before, but I like tomorrow, you know, we're recording this, uh, you know, on the weekend, but I'm going to be driving probably four hours away to a new location to try to load up the van again. And I would not have done that if I had my normal minivan that I usually rent. And with this cargo van, it's been incredible because I could be in a hotel room and I could, you know, have 15 large boxes and they all fit in the cargo van and, and I can drop them off in the morning and go sourcing again. Now, I've had some interesting moments. A few of the interesting moments is, you know, when I've been on the road, hotels are charging money for parking. Now, I know some do, but it's been obnoxious. I I stayed at at a certain hotel and, you know, most hotels, if they're in the city, there isn't parking on the streets. Mm -hmm. Right. So you'd figure that. You know, they wouldn't, okay, never mind. They're going to exploit it. So they exploit it. So one night, you know, I, I paid, I, I've been really low prices too. I've been paying about 100, 120 for three, four, five star hotel suites, like full on suites. So what's been nice with FBA is that I've been renting suites. So I have an entire living space to do all my shipping 
And then I have my living space for me to relax that has no shipping stuff in there. It's actually better than living at home because at home I have stuff everywhere still. So you're just going to like go on the road full time? You know what? I have been... It's, it, Imagine if you didn't have a rent. If you didn't have to pay so rent. This is what I, this is what I, you know, I will say that I was pondering this now. We get super serious today. So somebody posted on Instagram today that they made a million dollars on Amazon so far this year. Right. And you know, it's a chart thing. You know, what does that mean? Does that mean they made a hundred thousand, you know, 10% net? Does that mean 50? What, you know, but I was thinking about this because I'm not a million dollar seller. I, I, I do okay, but I'm not a million dollar seller. And then I was like thinking about like, what's wrong with me? Like, why can't I hit that million dollars? And then I started thinking about, wait a second. I I have kids, right? I mean, if if I if I didn't have kids, I probably would be doing this every single day. We probably would be recording the podcast on the road. I'm a hundred percent sure we'd be doing that. And my kids keep me grounded. So the reason I say is is again, don't play this comparison game because. You don't understand everything that's going on in other people's lives. And your everybody's situation is different, right? So the fact that I've been able to do these trips has been because I don't have my, my boys with me, you know, th three days out of the week, right? They go with their mom. And so during those three days, I can hit things hard. I can hit, go to hotels. I can travel, right? So if I didn't have my boys, which I love spending time with my boys, like I'm not going to sacrifice that. Now, unfortunately for them, they've been part of the process these last few weeks and been going on the road with me and actually packing stuff. And I'll talk about why I needed help packing this last time around. So it's been, it's been to become a family business, but I, I want to drop this because we, you can look at those charts and I felt discouraged. I'm like, what, what, what like, why can't I do that million? Then I'm something, well, of course, and I'm not using my kids as an excuse, but what that would require. You've talked about this, Mike, a lot that you have to sacrifice something. Right. And you and I have gone back and forth. I still think you can do it all, but you can't really do it all. Right. So I, I agree with you a little bit here. Though you've been listening to the podcast for a while, Mike and I have had discussion multiple times where I believe you can be good at a lot of things. Mike's like, yeah, I don't know about everything. And uh, I recognize that. And I, I kind of had to settle within myself and go, I'm okay with what I'm doing. Like, I don't, for me to hit the million, it really would have to require one, a lot of risky buying, which I could do. It could maybe require, which I think next year I'm probably 99% sure I'm going to either have helpers to do e run my eBay store, including shipping. And that's going to require me moving into a, onto a property, which I'm hope, uh, I don't want to say too much. I, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> it all depends on this key four. Are you buying something here pretty soon? Not soon, but I, I have aspirations, nice. right? So I, you know, I do have my hopes. Uh, because then if I do that, then I could have my workers come onto my property and I could like have a separate shed. They could have a key, like they could do my shipping for me. Like, I don't, you know, things can operate independently of me and I could just live the dream of sourcing. Yeah. Right. Don't know if that's going to happen. That's, I mean, don't count on it at all. Right. Low expectations. If you feel a lot better when you reach them. So anyways, all right. So I say all that because yeah, on the road's been fun. I, I don't know if you guys all caught that on Instagram. I figured out how to print labels on the road from my van. On the road again. It was awesome. No, no, Printing was, labels okay. on the road again. So I will say it wasn't fun because it did stop my sourcing, right? Because Uncle Jeff wants things shipped out like 
before a certain time, right? And I'm Bezos from Amazon. And so if you have to explain it. I know. But not everybody knows who Uncle Jeff is. No. So so actually Uncle Jeff made it on our comments. Did you catch that our little comment discussion? Uh-huh. We had President Biden, President like Biden on there. We had President Trump on there. Jeff Bezos showed up. Devin Wendig showed up on our comments. So appreciate all you guys showing up in our comments on our YouTube. Yeah. So so what I did is I gr- I grabbed my MacBook. I tethered my MacBook to my iPhone. I connected my nice, you know, private label, not Rolo printer to my MacBook. My van had an AC outlet in the front, which was pretty sweet. I, I also want a cargo van. I plugged it in. And what I did is throughout the day when things sold on, on Amazon that were merchant fulfilled, I ended up, you know, saving those as PDFs to my desktop. And with Macs, it's really nice because from your phone, you can save your files to your desktop. I'm sure you could do that on Android or on your Dropbox. And so all I did is I'd go back uh, to my van and I would just print those labels right there. And I would just, I already had the boxes that I took along with me. I had the items. So one thing I do suggest if you're doing merchant fulfilled and you're going to do a high velocity, I know this is common sense, but do test runs of what works best for shipping. So then you know exactly what you need and you can order that set quantity. It's not like eBay where you're like, oh, something sold. I guess I'll figure it out. Like, I don't know. Some people, some people do. I do that sometimes. So like I, I don't pack everything. I just go, well, this is probably going to weigh this much and it's going to have these dimensions. And you know, when it, when the item sells, it's like, oh man, where's that box? Got to go find that box. Got to go buy that box. Like you don't want to be doing that with Amazon merchant fulfilled. Okay. I'll say one more thing and then we'll get to random stories. So I've been doing a little test run. I've been listing the same items on eBay and Amazon Merchant Fulfilled. And this is obviously those of you that haven't been able to do Amazon Merchant Fulfilled, something you need, you should plan for next year. There is no comparison of velocity. There just isn't. It's the, the one item that I had on Amazon had a ranking of below 2000 and sale, if it, I had to stop the sales because I ran out of supplies to ship eBay crickets, not even offer n- nothing. Now the question though is, so Amazon takes a pretty hefty pr- uh, like fee, right? Correct, when I correct, sell. Correct. So if you were to, if you were to actually figure out your net profit on Amazon and figure out how much lower you can list it on eBay to make that same amount of net profit, mm-hmm. if you were to list it at that price, so let's just say if it's $50 on Amazon, yeah. but you could list it for $41 on eBay, do you think the velocity would, would maybe be close? I don't. I don't because with with Amazon, it's I you know I showed you earlier. I had an item that you know every day I've been wanting to make a certain dollar amount on Amazon, and I always talk about on Amazon you just pull that lever. Now on a slot machine you pull the lever and you're hoping that you know you get I don't know I don't play slots but whatever you get all cherries and you make a lot of money right on Amazon. Now the buy box rotates. So there's still a little bit of the buy box. We don't know how the buy box works. It's kind of like the algorithm on eBay. We don't know how it works, but if you drop it to the lowest price and it's an item that's super low ranked, you're going to sell possibly depending on how much inventory you can sell through your whole inventory within minutes. Like that's how it works. So like today I sales weren't as good as I wanted them to be. I had this one hot item on there. I'm like, you know what? I want to sell about five of these. I dropped it down and these are five whale items and whale meaning high net profit items. And so I dropped it for literally two minutes and five sold. 
and then I had to change the price. And some of these items I've changed the price and not in time. And I've sold more than I wanted because it is just so I feel like people are like waiting there to just hit purchase. Like, that's what I feel it's like. So. So, you know, think about that next year. I eBay, I've been people will get notifications if they have it in their cart or in their in their like save for later. If you if if it, the price goes down, because I sometimes will get emails or text messages really? that will say this item has gone down twenty three percent since you've placed it in your cart. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's it's the the velocity is just it's it's insanity. Like I, you think you think at a time like this that people want to be buying as much, but they are. So, all right, random stories. Yeah, I got two really quick. So when we first uh, started reselling. Um, we were still new to pictures and the process and all of that. And my wife was taking a lot of clothing pictures. We had bought the Macy's by um, that Macy's box with lots of oh, yeah. like, Macy's uh, shelf poles and things like that. And we had some other pants that we got at thrift stores and garage sales. And so we had taken pictures and there's this one picture and it was on Poshmark and we ended up putting it on eBay too, where my son, and he was just a little guy. <laughs> I remember this. Stuck his hand in and he was like reaching in towards the pants. And somehow we didn't like really notice when we were <laughs> put, posting it. But like on the listing is this picture of these pants. And like the, the best picture is the one with his hand like going in towards. So there's like a little baby hand moving in towards the picture. So right, awesome. And it's on our like a, a coffee table. And we always kind of laugh as we're going through our Poshmark or if we see it on eBay. It's like, oh, there's a baby hand picture. That item sold. Like nice. a couple of days ago. And I'm one, I wonder like, what did the people think when they saw it? Cause yeah, we did, yeah. it wasn't worth us to pull out the try and find the, those pants and take more pictures. Like they're going to sell or they're not going to sell. It's like a $20 profit. It's not worth re taking pictures for. Well, they sold and it's almost like a bittersweet thing. It's like, haha, they sold. But now it's like, now we're not going to see that picture anymore. Like it's not going to randomly show up on our eBay as we're like, you know, scrolling through and see this picture of, of sweet little Judah baby hand, we need, to post it. we need to post that on Instagram. We should. Yeah, we it's, should. Pretty, it's pretty funny. Um, so that was pretty interesting. The other one, this one is probably the most bizarre eBay story I've ever had. I haven't, I haven't even told you this yet. Okay. We, Mike and I haven't really even talked no. these last few weeks. It's been so insane. Busy, busy. Mike's so, just angry at me. <laughs> no, I'm, joking, I'm joking. Um, I'm joking. So we... I'm really big on like, let's just... If, if somebody asks too many questions on a, on an item, just don't sell it to them. I'm like, okay, block them. It's not even worth it. My wife doesn't want to go to the hassle blocking people. So she'll answer some questions. And a lot of times those people end up buying and I know it's going to be a problem, right? I can just know this is going to be a problem. So we had a VCR sell and the person had like three questions to ask. Like, please take a picture with it playing with the forward and reverse button press. Like and we're like, no, we don't have time for that. It's been tested. Like forward and reverse work, right? Then he asked another question. Well, I'm in I'm in the San Diego area, right? So can you sell it to me for this price? And we ended up oh, agreeing I, on a price. I'm not a fan of those comments. No, no, no. So, but anyways, we ended up we ended up agreeing on a price and we sold him the item. And it was packed fantastically. I know it was packed fine. He gets it immediately after getting it. Check this. We got a message on eBay, and within minutes of getting the message on eBay, we had a phone call. What? They can do that. Left a message. It's not okay. Hey, Heather, this is so-and-so. I bought the what? VCR from you. Just wanted to let you know that the the front of it got busted in shipping, and now it's broken, and the screen doesn't turn on, so I want a re refund. 
How did he get the number? We have no clue. We were like, what did we ship it in? Was there possibly a number on something? How did he get the number on eBay? We have absolutely no clue how this guy got her phone number. We were like flabbergasted. So obviously we didn't respond. We don't want any communication outside of eBay. So we do the refund and, and deal with it through eBay. But it was just like, how have you ever had that a customer call you? I've had them email me off of eBay on a different email. So, I think I am confused right now because I know back in the day through PayPal, you can find somebody's number. Yeah, but it was. But it's managed payments. managed payments now. So unless there's a way through managed payments to find somebody's number, I I am I am kind of shocked. No, like, I, I, I have absolutely no idea how this is even possible because we were thinking like, okay, even if even if we shipped it through a personal box, right, that came to us, we cover all of the stickers. We either rip off or cover all the stickers. And even the stickers we have come to a P.O. box that we have. Correct. Yeah. That doesn't even have our phone number. Like there's no way our phone number is connected to it. I have no idea how this guy could have possibly gotten my wife's phone number. And my phone number is the one on eBay. She might have her oh, phone number. Oh, right. She might have her phone number okay, connected to the managed just... payment, but my number is on eBay. It's the most like I, at first I was like, well, maybe this is just like a fluke and this is some other person calling about a random VCR and it's not connected. But she showed me like a couple minutes before he messaged us on eBay before. So he didn't even actually like start the official refund process before he called us. But she's like, nope, because we also have a message from him saying he wants a refund. So let us know in the comments below. Have yeah, you ever had a I, customer randomly call you? It is the most bizarre thing. So we're waiting to see if we get negative feedback from this and. If we do, we're gonna go ahead and call eBay, and I'm gonna ask, like, how how did he get our phone number? Yeah, let, I I'm I'm shocked. I should play the I should play the phone call on air. I should I'll bring it. Uh, let us know if you want to hear it. But it was it was. I guess I'd have to bleep out his name because I want to I want to keep his information private, even though somehow somebody didn't care to keep our information private. Yeah, that is that's pretty wild. That is, and it's also you gotta wonder about the individual. Like, don't they understand boundaries? Yeah, like, I, and now I'm glad, like, I'm glad we have our return address is our P.O. box. It's not our physical address because it's like, if this guy was able to hunt down her phone number, like, what is he going to do? Like, if he knew where yeah, we that's lived, not cool he's going to come knocking on our door. I want my money back. Like, it was. You used to be able to do that back in the day with PayPal, I remember. But I don't, I don't, because right now I've been looking through stuff I bought on eBay and trying to see if I could find people's phone numbers. Like, I can't. And let alone that it was your wife's phone number now. I mean, they could have done a people search like, no, like if they somehow figured out your last name and then they did a people search and then they, and they paid the twenty nine ninety nine to, to. Yeah, but even still, no, no, it's not. I, I don't know. It had to have been something on eBay side. Yeah, it was had it's, to be. It's super bizarre. Let us know in the comments. I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah, I'm intrigued. OK, my story is not as crazy. OK, so I'm going to share two stories. I think one story we're going to make it bleed into our reselling topics because it's kind of what went down this last week and how I dealt with it. Uh, but I always want to let people know, like you can still make a sale even when you mess up. So I sold a Harley Davidson Maui shirt. And the worst part about it was, you know, my Harley shirts, they're pretty easy to find, right? Because, you know, I have them in certain totes. And, and on top of that, like every shirt is distinct. It's not like I buy a multitude of the same kind of shirts. So, what I what ended up happening is I couldn't find the shirt. I spent literally an hour and a half looking for the shirt. I'm like, where is this shirt? What is going on? So what I did is I found another Maui shirt and I'm like, huh, that's interesting. 
I wonder if this one's listed. I look and sure enough, it's not listed. And so what ended up happening is I ended up selling the shirt that sold before, but under a different listing with different pictures. So the shirt that I had in my hand should have been the shirt that sold, but different pictures were on the listing. So you use the same pictures twice? Correct. Is that a better way of explaining it? That's what happened. Right. Okay. So then I messaged the individual. I'm like, hey, I'm so, I hate doing that. I'm so sorry. You know, just to let you know the, the shirt I actually, I, I sold and I uploaded the wrong pictures on accident, but I do have this other shirt available and I'm willing to give you a $10 refund. You know, just let me know how you'd like to proceed. Right. Cause that way they can tell you, Hey, I don't want it. Just cancel my order. Or maybe you can work it out. And the guy was like, that's fine. You know, and he actually, I don't know if he even wanted the $10 refund, but I gave it to him. I still made profit. I mean, the shirt still, I mean, it's sold for 23 bucks, but I still made like eight, nine bucks profit net. No, probably more like 12 because I only paid two bucks for it. But here's the deal. Like if you have the ability to have a similar item, right, may not be the exact same shirt, but this Harley, right? This was a Harley Maui shirt. I had two in stock. They're both different. And he actually messaged me back and said, hey, by the way, yeah, sure. Send a shirt because here's the, here's a bolo. Maybe Maui Harley Davidson has closed which is kind of sad. I'm sure COVID has something to do with it. Maybe. But, you know, maybe people are going to be looking for those shirts because you no longer can go to the retail store and buy that shirt there, right? If you're traveling. Because a lot of people like to travel wherever they go and they pick up a Harley shirt. Now, they can't do it. But if they've gone to Hawaii and maybe they had, you know, I don't know, they did something with Harleys and they want a Maui shirt to remember that, they're going to have to go to eBay and find it. So, but it was nice. I mean, the guy messaged me back. I, you know, I refunded him. I sent the same shirt. Now you got to make sure you keep everything in messages because if he files an item that is described, it's all in your messages. Like I sent him the whole listing. I said, this is what the item is. Da da da. And then, you know, it was, their both shirts were large. They both had the same measurements and it ended up working out. So I was happy with that. Yeah. So it was, fun. it was still a win. So don't give up. And, and just so you guys know, I give Orlando a hard time all the time for not being able to find his stuff shipping the wrong things to people and using the wrong <laughs> pictures on items. But to be fair, his store is like multiple times larger than my store. And so I don't have as many airs like that because I don't have as many items going out. But if you look at it statistically, if my store was as big as his, those things happen. And the thing is, Orlando's real on the podcast. So he sells hundreds and hundreds of hundreds of items and every once in a while something goes wrong and every time something goes wrong he shares it on the podcast because it's an interesting yeah it's story. a rarity it's yeah. a rarity it, so don't just because i give him a hard time for it doesn't mean that all of his sales are like no, it this is a very every, very very few of i would i'd be i would quit reselling if this was my life every day like looking for stuff there's i would it'd be over it's you all know how miserable it is when you can't find something so as you guys mock him <laughs> just do it in in fun Right. It, it does, how about you just don't? How about you just don't? <laughs> All right. It is time for our next segment. Yeah. But before we do that, we got some clean domes. And we got to thank our sponsors. Yeah, let me let me actually showcase mine. Take my hat off. Oh, that is pretty. That's clean. Ooh. All right. This isn't a this isn't a ball this beautiful show. But hey. You know what we should actually be playing when we uh when we talk about skull shaver, which is by far the best experience of shaving my head I've ever experienced um, is we should play that song from uh, from uh, Moana. I'm shiny. No, <laughs> right? Like that's what we should play. Are we get, are we get, would we get copyright though? Ding. Yeah, probably, but okay. that's okay because skull shaver is worth a copyright claim because it is a fantastic product. <laughs> 
Okay. Really and so, hey, if you want this fantastic party for yourself or for a loved one or just to randomly say, hey, I appreciate you. It's probably best if you shaved your head. Go to show, uh, skullshaver.com and you can use our promo code PURE to get a special discount to be able to buy that special someone a top of the line skull shaver or medium line or whatever. They're all good. And their products like they, they I've been using their shaving cream and I've been using the balm, the aftershave balm. Oh, you're big it, on that. stuff. It smells so good and it feels great. Again, if you want to look good and smell good, their products are great. They've got a huge line of stuff. They even have like regular trimmers. So if you're not like, Hey, I don't need to like shave my, my, my whole head. Um, they've got, trimmers that you could use for your face. They've got ones you could use for giving regular haircuts. I cut my son's hair the other day because we had family pictures coming up and I used, they, they sent us a, there's another one that they call it the baby beast, right? It was fantastic. I was able to cut the sides of his hair really nice and short. So they've got lots of products that you can pick up. So go to skullshaver.com, use promo code pure. You'll get a discount and it lets them know that we sent you, which helps us out. So again, we appreciate all the ways that you support us. And if you have not been following us on social media, we are Puroso Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. We are also Puroso Cast on Twitter. You can always leave us a call or a voicemail at 619-738-1170. That's 619-738-1170. Or shoot us an email at purosopodcast at gmail.com. That's purosopodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to check out the domes that we've been talking about and you're just listening to the podcast, check us out on YouTube. Hit that subscribe and that notification. We are at 4,200 subscribers. So we are growing at, you know, to have a decent amount of subscribers on a podcast is a big deal. Yeah. Right. We appreciate that because... We get far more listens on the podcast side, but we appreciate all of you that watch us. And we also hopefully in this new year, we'll be able to drop some more visual material, right? As things slow down and visual improve material. And and some of the tied into that is sponsorships and people helping us through signing up for a, a membership on buymeacoffee.com slash pure hustle. That's buymeacoffee.com slash pure hustle for less than a cost of a uh, Frappuccino at Starbucks. You could help Pure Hustle Podcast move along uh, with that membership less than a dollar an episode. So appreciate all of you that have signed up for buymeacoffee.com slash Pure Hustle. It's been really helpful. We're hoping to get to a certain number at year end so we can begin to maybe do more uh, with the podcast. And if you're able to do a one-time donation, we appreciate that. And as always, if you're unable to monetarily uh, say thank you, we always appreciate the iTunes review. They always help us. All right. Did I did I get everything in there? I think you did. All right. Okay. It is time. Yes. Now is the time for the news that you've been waiting for. Reselling is happening and it's important that we talk about it. Yes. Because you need to know what we know. Take it away, Orlando. All right. The biggest story of this whole Black Friday past weekend was the Amazon apocalypse. And that was more than just Amazon. It was like internet apocalypse, right? Like yeah. Amazon took down the world. <laughs> it was basically Amazon's like, if we go down, the world goes down. With no, was us. it was it specifically like their issue that like Oh, it was Amazon Web Services. So it's it's not just Amazon, it wasn't just Amazon Seller Central, it was Amazon Web Services, which by the way, Microsoft beat out for the contract with the government. Hmm. Right? So imagine if Amazon wasn't, I don't know what it would have entailed, but even our own, like our own, uh, our anchor, like didn't even update our podcast, like, cause they use Amazon web services, right? There's all these businesses. And then on 
Amazon like dead. And it was the Wednesday before Black Friday. It all started kind of quietly. Like in the morning, I'm like, huh, okay, got a little bit of sales. It's kind of weird. And and what happened is sales started coming in, but it wouldn't update my my totals for the day. Which has happened before. It's been an Amazon yeah. glitch. But then what happened is like nothing was happening. Like it was just dead. And then I'm going to change inventory levels. Nothing. I'm going to change price. Nothing. Just dead. The Wednesday before Black Friday. Like of all the times for it, for it to happen. I mean, I guess the nice thing is everybody's on unequal footing, right? Like <laughs> everybody's business. It's is not. Strong. It's not just like, hey, Orlando, we regret to inform you that the portion of the server that you were on went down. Everybody else was able to make sales. People bought stuff, but you weren't able to. But it's like this affected everybody equally. So anybody who was going to buy who couldn't buy, then just waited a little longer. But but here's what here's what the crazy thing is: sales still were going through. Hmm. So I don't know how it works. I mean, maybe, maybe Amazon, like, they're like, no matter what, we will keep selling. Like, no matter what goes down. Their backup servers kicked off. Their backup, backup, backup servers just, just kept. But uh, let's, let's take it to the personal. Okay. Let's, let's take it at the, you know, um, what is it? What do you call that? I Bird's view level. What is it? What, yeah. Bird's, bird's eye view. Bird's eye view. Okay. Let's, let's go with bird's eye view. I, I do have, I did take a GRE test, by the way, with my vocabulary. <laughs> just, just letting everybody know. So. On that level, super frustrating, right? For everybody, right? And if you, this is another reason I, I hundred percent always say you need to be on social media because I had people DMing me going, "Hey, Orlando, are you experiencing anything with Amazon?" Blah blah, and they were they were DMing me probably at four or five in the afternoon when there's all kinds of you know resellers already at like eight or nine in the morning posting on stories like that people within the warehouse were getting messages that all the servers were down and, and, and things weren't working right. So everybody was already in the know. Right. So I always say this, just, just have the account. If just, I mean, even if you don't want to look at what people are selling or, you know, get any good tips, or if you don't want any of that, just if there's any ever a situation where things aren't working right, social media is a pretty good place. Twitter is a pretty good place. To get information. Yeah, but didn't even uh, Instagram was down for a while. I don't know if it's the same time, but like a week ago, like Instagram was down for oh, that's like true. an yeah, hour that, or something. Yeah, that was different. Yeah, that was weird. That was just weird. But uh, <laughs> I mean, as long as, you know, Instagram and Twitter aren't censoring things, you're still able to get information. And so, and so, and so, you know, I felt bad because I was thinking to myself, like before Pierce of Podcast, I wasn't on social media. So I would have been flipping out, like not knowing what's going on. And so it was a reminder to me to always sell on different platforms, right? Luckily I had eBay and, you know, if anything went down, I can sell, sell stuff on eBay, right? But here's, here's where on the personal level, things got really bad for me. So I don't know what happened, but there's a certain item I was selling. And sometimes, you know, if you can't scan an item, if you input with keywords on Amazon, an item pulls up. But you got to be careful because sometimes it's not the same item. So I don't know what happened here, but I thought it was the same. I, I thought the pictures were the same. I, I, tr- I believe that during the glitch, the picture changed or something. But what I found out real quick while sourcing was that the item that I already had seven sales on 
wasn't the same item in the picture. Yikes. <laughs> okay. It gets worse. It gets worse. So I couldn't adjust inventory levels on Amazon. So it said I had like 20 of these items. I kept getting ding, ding. It's a different sound. It's like the chiching sound throughout the day. I'm like, no, you're not supposed to be selling. No, like I don't have these. There's nothing I can do about it. The sales went through. So what do I do? Like what do I do? So my first idea was to message the, the all the people I already sent this out to earlier in the week and go, hey, I'm not sure what happened. I sent you the wrong item. I'm just going to refund it. Enjoy. But then I'm like, well, maybe I'm thinking worst case scenario, right? Because the item wasn't, it was like a completely different item. It was just a little different, right? It was just, it wasn't that much of a difference. If, if, if it was somebody that was looking for a collector item, then it would have been a big deal. But if it's just somebody that was just trying to buy, let's say a toy or maybe a stocking stuffer, it wasn't that big of a deal, right? So as of now, I only got one message from somebody and said, hey, I'm not, you know, there was a mix up, blah, blah. Can you just refund me the difference and I can just buy the one I was looking for? No problem. So I've been fine. But here's the thing. I'm responsible for the ones I sent, but I don't feel I'm responsible for the ones that sold during the glitch mania. I don't know. I, if, if you think I'm wrong, let me know, Mike. But I, I, I tried to fix it. I tried. I, I went on Amazon Seller Central 20 to 30 times. And it kept saying, this, will, this change will reflect in 15 minutes. It never did. Things kept selling. They kept selling. And so I, I messaged Amazon. Here's the thing with Amazon. The algorithm works even through glitches. So... I, I knew that was going to happen. Here's the thing. Amazon is the hardest place. It's not like eBay. Could you adjust your prices or you couldn't adjust anything? Nothing. Mm. You could do nothing. So sales are still coming through. Sales are still coming through, but you can't do anything. Right? And so, you know, I feel really bad for the people that, let's say the repricers were crazy at work and they couldn't tell what's going on and they couldn't like fix a repricer and they end up selling stuff at like bottom prices. Like who knows? So I messaged Amazon and I said, hey, by the way, I have a lot of sales that I'm not going to fulfill because that's not the item I have. I tried to adjust in inventory levels all day. And, you know, they always send you the customary template boilerplate message like, oh, we're working on issues. Thanks. <laughs> okay. So then I sent a follow-up message. I'm like, hey, by the way, I'm worried about my metrics because if I can't, here's the thing. You think canceling on eBay is bad? Canceling on Amazon could mean death maybe not literal death like maybe you. i mean uncle uncle jeff might be uh maybe coming to your door so i messaged them like luckily by midday you were able to adjust inventory level so it was only like a few items but here's the thing i didn't start doing merchant i only did my merchant fulfilled to meet the quota like i haven't i've been doing all fba i merchant fulfilled isn't starting for me probably for another week at least that's how I do things. So I let them know. I said, hey, this is going to affect my metrics. I canceled. I had to, I ended up canceling. And I, I didn't want to lie because I already sent a message out. So if I lie and I put, you know, general message or general adjustment or customer changed their mind, like I'm going to be caught in a lie. I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't lie anyways because ethics. So I changed it to no inventory. 
So my cancel rate went up to like 33%. And then I got this thing. It's no longer on top of my Amazon thing. And I'll explain why. And I said, your account is at risk of deactivation. Just, just on Thanksgiving day. I, I, I have never, ever been in that scenario. So what do you do in those situations? You take things into your own hands and you control what you can control. So what is the best way to help your metrics? What do you think is the best way to help your metrics? Well, I mean, you got a couple of options, but probably the, if it's you taking it into your hands and not necessarily saying, Hey, is Amazon going to fix this for me? Uh, sell a whole bunch of stuff really, really cheap. Yep. And, and, and get that. Cause if it's a, if it's a percentage, right, if you went to 33%, then you want to sell hundreds of items, even if you're breaking even or losing a little bit, right? Like we've talked before, we've used Uno cards as examples of Uno game, right? If, if you're selling them for a dollar each, just so you can sell a hundred items and get them out and get that metric up. I mean, that's, that's a potential way of doing it. So I did have an item that was going to pull the trigger for a merchant fulfilled in about a week, because I think the price is going to keep going because the price kept going up on this item. And it was super low rank. And I wanted to wait until I'm not doing as much FBA because doing Merchant Fulfilled on Amazon is not like eBay. It's not like eBay, like, hey, I got 10 sales. I'm going to go pack them. It's like, ching, 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 ching. And like, you could have 100 sales within 30 minutes. So I didn't trust Amazon. Amazon did message me and said, hey, you're not the only person experiencing this. They actually sent me like a good message saying, you're not the only individual experiencing these problems. We'll resolve it. Your metrics will not be hurt. So I felt a little bit of comfort, but it's been a couple of days and nothing's happened since then. So I talked about this before. I pulled that Amazon lever. I dropped my item to the lowest price, which I still made profit on the item. I didn't make as much profit as I wanted. And yeah, I sold 105 within half an hour. <laughs> nice. Yeah, but that was Thanksgiving. Like that that's not what I wanted to do. Now, Thanksgiving wasn't the same. Mike and I, you noticed, didn't have an Instagram post. Like for various reasons, we couldn't connect this time for Thanksgiving. Yep. COVID had a big deal to do with it. Yeah. Uh, our awesome governor had a lot to do with it too. Yeah. So. Uh, and and a lot of the uh, the family that we have uh that that all come together and we're out of town. So it just wasn't, it started in the line and uh, I feel bad because Orlando even sent me like a happy Thanksgiving text message and I never responded. I'm the worst at responding. No, but here's Happy the, Thanksgiving, Orlando. But, but no, thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. But I'm not hurt by it. Like Mike and I are six your friends. Like I don't take offense to that, you know, like it, it, we're, we're cool. We're cool with each other. I'm good. So it was miserable. Now had all the supplies in hand. I already did a test run. I already knew what it would take to, you know, fulfill all this. And I, but I wasn't mentally prepared. Like I, I was mentally prepared to do this a week from now. Cause I've done it before, but having to pack 105 items along with FBA shipments that I had to do was not fun. Now I did all 105 items. I was up until two in the morning, Thanksgiving night, got them all done. Next day, those of you that follow us on Instagram, you saw my post. <laughs> That's the hundred of my items that were on there along with my FBA shipments. And that actually my son had to help because it was so much. You know, he he and here's the other thing. I didn't take the stickers off the items. So I had that that was the most time consuming thing. I mean, we watched Last of the Mohicans that night 
So it took all of Last of Mohicans for me to remove all the tags of all the items before I could even ship. So, I mean, I got to watch a good movie, great movie, by the way, and remove tags, and then I had to ship. So it got my percentage down. Now, my percentage is down to about, it, it, yeah, it's at, a, it's at a healthy level, so I'm okay. The, the little sticker came off. And, you know, no longer tells me I'm about to be deactivated. So what's the lesson in all this? <laughs> One is be really careful about the pictures. If you scan it and it doesn't come up and you have to put keywords in, you better be 100% sure it's the same item. I still believe it was the same item and that some seller went on there and switched the pictures out. I really do. I mean, you see all the time, um, and, and sometimes it's it's private label stuff, or it could be merchant fulfilled, and people are doing something similar to what happened with you. But a lot of times, when you read through comments on an item that's sold on Amazon, I I see things all the time when I'm looking at buying something, and it's like people item was not what was pictured that was sent, or uh, this is a different yep. version. It's not the same as the pictures. Pictures were misleading, and so this is a somewhat common thing, especially if because the way Amazon works, this isn't your own listing with your own pictures and your own. Like it's, it's a common listing with common pictures and common description. And so, yeah, all it takes is whoever l created that. Maybe somebody somebody else scanned, realized it wasn't there, so they made their own listing. And yeah, you can run into some issues for sure. Yeah, because when I went back to that listing, then it said there's variations of it. Mm. So things changed. So just be 100% careful. And understand with Amazon, you need to take things into your own hands. Like it's, it's not like eBay where you can call even, and I know we have concierge, but even if, even days I didn't have concierge, I still could get a good rep on the phone. I'm not saying that the reps that aren't concierge aren't good reps, but you know, you run the gambit of, of reps, but you still felt comfortable because you knew that that eBay rep was going to fix your problem with Amazon. It's, it's the rarity. I mean, they, they even tell you like, here, leave us your phone number. If there's ever a critical situation with your store and we'll give you a call. Now, it was critical to me, like deactivating my Amazon account. I have to mention before, I I might quit recently. Yeah, but you also got to imagine what, what Amazon was experiencing with so many of their sellers. Yeah, I'm a messaging. small time seller. Yeah, I'm nobody. They're, everyone's probably running around like they're putting out fires. And, and here's Orlando saying, I have a problem that needs to be fixed. They're like, yeah, yeah, you and everybody else. It's not that big of a deal, you know. But yeah, for you, when it's your situation, uh, it's it's the end of the world, right? Like it's, it's, it's the biggest situation for you. And... Um, of course it's all perspective. And so for Amazon, it's not that big of a deal, but yeah, you got to think about that in your own situations is just because something is super important to you doesn't mean it's going to be important to the people who you need to help you, right? Which might be eBay or Amazon. So yeah, being able to take things in your own hands when you can is definitely preferable to just hoping for the best. Yeah. And it's the same thing with eBay. If your metrics are bad, the, the best way to fix it is more sales. Yep. Right. And so luckily I was able to make that happen. And and I'll, I'll be good. I, I'm not worried about it. But man, those few moments, when you, just seeing it, even though knowing that you're going to be okay, that it says your account is at risk of deactivation. That was scary. Okay. So hopefully everyone else made it okay with the Amazon apocalypse. Uh, now let's, let's talk, we're going to talk about Amazon one more time, but let's talk about eBay real quick. So, you know, eBay now you can buy liquidation through eBay. Really? So uh, you can see this. Uh, there's this thing called eBay Bulk. So Bulk is one of those companies that you can B-U-L-Q. B-U-L-Q. By the way, if you're looking for somebody to sponsor, we're here. So 
So bulk has so you it, what's really nice about it is that it's it's like you're going to eBay but you're buying the liquidation pallet for or whatever it, the way it comes in from eBay. So right now I'm pulling it up and the w easiest way to get access to this information you just go to the eBay seller community, go to announcements, go to the news and it's there. But it's really easy and this is why it's really easy. And I, I don't know what the merchandise is. I actually looked through some of it. I mean, there are there are manifests, so the manifests are really nice. Uh the items aren't as profitable, I, I say, as if you were to go to a thrift store or a garage, you know, because the garage sale, like, because you are picking what you want, mm. right? You're being really picky. This is, you're, you're basically getting what they give you, right? So, you know, there's some that's uninspected returns. There's some that, all right, so I'm just going to, I'm just going to pull up one that that's an unexpected return. Let's pull up this one with, this one looks interesting, right? I'm, I'm pulling up one. It's $87. Uh, and it's thirty dollars shipping. So in there, in this this lot that I'm looking at, it has, you know, it it gives you the how many they have. It tells you what the retail is, and it tells you what the item is. So this one has like Coleman Quick Pump, whatever it's for thirteen nineteen. I don't know what you'd get for it. Uh, they have an Airwig scented pure ocean breeze air freshener refill. It has all this kind of random stuff. Now there's also closing. You could do close. You could actually choose what category you want. So there's different categories. So you can choose between, let me see if I can do this. Yeah. You can choose between clothing, shoes and accessories, home and garden, consumer electronics, toys and hobbies. And it's like, you're going on eBay and you're just buying it. Now here's a nice thing about it. So you receive your order. It comes right to you, right? You don't have to have a warehouse or anything like that, but it has, it generates pre-filled draft listings. Ooh, right? I, I think that's nice. Now, again, I'm just, this is just what I'm seeing, right? I, I don't know if you get into the details. What we, you're should, thinking. we should try one. Yeah, we, you could try it. <laughs> you don't want to try it? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I'm just really busy. I'm I mean, do it for the gram, man. Like, like get it, do a cheap one. Do it, do one that's like a hundred bucks for a box and okay. just see how it all goes. Right, all right. All right. Well, we'll talk about it off here. Yeah. Like, maybe we do a competition. We set a limit and see who can make the most profit off their box. All right. Hey, we could, we could do that. And the manifests are nice. Um, I mean, it takes some of the surprise away. My, be kind of cool if there was like well there's uninspected ones so i don't know what that means but you know like so you don't know whether it's going to be a brand new sometimes returns are like brand new unopened and sometimes it's like the item is trashed and so, so you, here here's here's an unexpected this is a bulk liquidation lot this is toys and hobbies uninspected returns so in this one there's there's diaper packs there's uh Mm, uh, food prep housewares, Disney baby books. Just, just see, it doesn't, it doesn't intrigue me. Like, why I love reselling is I sell what I like to sell, not what I need to sell. Yeah, do you get what I'm saying? That's why, that's why I hesitated a little bit because, you know, if it was like hardly liquidation, sure, I'll go for it. You know, and maybe there is in here, but I think here's what I think. I think it's a great idea. I think it's really nice, especially in this time of COVID. Right, this is probably why they partnered. Mm -hmm. Right. If you're having trouble finding inventory, here's something. Right. Even even if, you know, you're just trying to do a side hustle, even if you're listening to our podcast and you're just you're you're lurking, like you're not a reseller, you're wondering, hey, how do I make that extra cash? Like here's one way to do it. Right. And it takes a lot of the lifting away, right? The item's already there. You don't have to source. The listing's already pre-done, right? There's a manifest. So, you know, the risk isn't as great as if you order from a liquidation palette. Right. So, and you can actually get really specific. So we're going to go one more. Let's go. I click on sporting goods and you know, let me like, 
click on let me click on a cheaper one let's go on an 80 dollar one sporting goods okay so these go from 80 there's some that are like 900 dollars. and in this one sporting goods there is a service stranger things portable drinkware set let's see the most expensive item on here most expensive is a calphalon select six quart space saving hard ananite whatever i forgot how you say that uh non-stick pot with lid so yeah see that's why i was kind of hesitant because I, I don't know if I want to put in the work to do this. Yeah, because you'd have to kind of look up. You got to look at the manifest, see the items that are the most profitable, then go on to eBay, re- research them, see what they're selling for. Is it profitable for you? Do the math to figure out, okay, what's the break-even point? How many of these items am I going to have to sell at what price? So it it may or may not be good for you. But again, if you're if you're just trying to get items, I mean, even that Macy's box that we bought, um, we we paid five hundred dollars for it, and I think at this point we've finally broken even, or maybe getting close to breaking even. But we still have a lot of items left, and the nice thing is it's kind of almost fodder items. Um, you know, it got our store numbers up, which I think was helpful. Uh, on Poshmark, we were able to use those as bundle items. We kind of bundle them with other items so that we can make uh, better deals, and you know, it it we have the freedom with those to to we have some things listed for forty bucks. We get a ten dollar offer, and we're like, sure, why not? Like. At this point, we just want to get rid of it. We paid $3.50 per item, right? So, you know, it's it can be useful. It can fill out your inventory if you need to. Um, and if you're if if you are looking at the manifest, you might find that gold item, right? Where it's like this one item alone is worth it. If it sells, it'll pretty much pay for the box or a couple of items, and then the rest is profit. So yeah. yeah. And so I don't we'll see. We'll see. I, I want to say if we get 20 comments and say do it, we'll do it. That's a high number. That's a really high number. That's why I put made it high. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> put it in there, guys. Put Orlando. Buy a bulk. Buy a bulk box. Buy a bulk box. Buy a bulk. I just box. I have get the chant going. Now this would have to be after Q four. Like, there's no way I would stop what I'm doing right now to do. I this. mean, you could buy it and then and then have it to to do later. Yeah. I mean, after Christmas, it's like quiet. So yeah. you know, we'll do a YouTube video. There you go. There you go. All right. We wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode. Hey, everyone. Ever found yourself too busy to list or wanting to scale and not knowing how? Well, we've partnered with a great service called Sellhound. They will help you do much of the heavy lifting and can benefit your business in many ways. Sign up for listing services with Sellhound and receive 25% off your first purchase or 25% off your first month of a Sellhound monthly subscription. You can do this by using our promo code all in caps, Pure Hustle 25. That's the numbers, 25. By the way, everyone gets three free listings to try out before any purchases. Just go to sawhound.com and subscribe using our promo code, Pure Hustle 25. Okay, I thought this was pretty exciting. Uh, so eBay actually had a drive through authentication station in LA. Hmm. Like, I wish I had a heads up about this. And uh, by the way, there's a way that you'll be able to get heads up better from eBay. And we'll talk about that in a moment because I would have gone. I thought it was pretty cool. So I'm hoping that they'll have these throughout the country. So remember, the authentication is with shoes, right? sneakers and watches. So actually what they had, they had, I guess, pro people or people that like can inspect them and they would make you offers on the spot right there. So you could sell yourself or you could get authenticated. But I thought I thought it's pretty cool. Like, you know. I don't mind sending stuff out to get it authenticated, right? Because if you do the shoe thing, if you sell a shoe, you're sending it as going to the authentication place and then it goes to your buyer, right? And then if they return it, the buyer sends it to the authentication place and then it gets to you. 
But I thought this was pretty cool if you're able to go through and you just had a bunch of stuff and you're like, hey, I wonder if this is legit. Well, why why are they offering to buy it? Is eBay gonna sell their own stuff? I think they had other I think they had like eBay sellers there. So cause it said third party authentication partner SneakerCon, as well as top eBay sellers will review every item that comes through and advise what each might be worth in on the marketplace. From the casual enthusiast to the avid collector, eBay's authentication station and its new authenticity guarantee offering lets buyers and sellers shop and sell with total confidence. How it works. Drive up with the item you want to sell. So Jordan's, a Rolex watch, so on. Stay in your car while an eBay attendant takes your item inside for inspection. That would be hard for me to just let go of something. But anyways. Trust well, issues. Well, I do. Once your item is verified, decide whether to accept the offer. So they come out with an offer or with the option to drive away uh, with the option to drive away with the money. So they tell you if it's real. And I don't know if like they give you a certificate. I don't, I don't know. If you went, let us know. That, I'd like to know. That's probably the catch. They're like, this is real. We'll pay you X amount for it right now. No, I'll just take the authenticity. Sorry. Like if, if you sell this, you know, it's real. You know, but we can't give you, but if you wanted to sell to us. But it's really hard. I mean, if it's a good offer. Yeah, I doubt they're giving you a great offer. I about like, it's gonna yeah, be like a pawn okay. shop. You know what okay. I mean? Where it's like, I can sell this for $400. I'll give you $85 right now for it. I hope it's not that bad. So it is, it is funny. You know, whenever I watch Pawn Stars with my son, he's like, Dad, why do they accept such a low offer? I'm like, son, these are people that are needing money. Right. If if you go to a pawn store, like it, that's not where you're gonna make deals. Yep. And you might make deals if you're sourcing, but if you're trying to get money, it, you're not gonna make deals. Now, here's a little bit off topic, but yeah. And, and I don't know if this was just one pawn shop that I went to, and so it was like a fluke thing. So it doesn't make sense to me that this would be how it is. But you know how you can pawn something or you can sell something, right? You pawn something, yeah. you're basically saying, hold on to it. But why in the show do they always ask, what do you want to do with this? And everybody always answers, I want to sell it. Yeah. Well, like why? Anyways, just yeah. thought I'd throw so, it. So when you pawn something, you, you're basically giving it to them and then you're going to pay them back for it, right? They give you a loan, right? It's just collateral for a loan. Um, or you could sell it to them. Now, one pawn shop I went to when I was like just out of high school and I was pawning something, they I wanted to sell it because I wanted the money. I didn't need it anymore. And they gave me two prices. Like you can pawn it for $65 or you can sell it to us right now. We'll give you $65 if you pawn it. Um, and you have to pay it back with interest or whatever it was. Or we will give you $50 for it cash right now. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, I'll pawn it. And I just never paid them because I made more money than selling it. And I think that it's supposed to be that you make more money selling it than pawning it. Right? Because otherwise, everybody would just say, I'm going to yeah. pawn it. Yeah, yeah. Because they make more money from pawning it from you. Right. Because you might not pay back and they keep the item or whatever. Right. Yeah. It was like a bizarre thing. That is weird. So I was able to I was able to make more by pawning with strange. no intention of, of 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 picking my item back up. So I don't know if that was a fluke thing that one time happened, um, or or maybe I'm not understanding how pawn shops work. Remember we talked about opening up one. Yeah, man. I think I think that's a great. And and again, it's like anything. Like people can look at at pawn shops and say like, oh, you know, I know they have a reputation for being kind of scummy. Like that they would do I that. I think that's people. done. I don't think it's like that. I think some people think that, but I think some people think that about resellers too, right? Oh, and it's yeah. like, well, you Scalpers. know, people can be, people can, there, there's going to be bad people in every industry, but I think there's, there's some awesome ability to pawn, right? Cause you're helping people out in time of need. And when somebody pawns something, you're saying, Hey, 
you know, like I'll give you this loan and if they, you've got the collateral. So if they don't pay you back, you're selling it on eBay, right? So you know what stuff is work. I think, I think resellers would make the best pawn shop workers or owners because they understand how hard is it going to be to sell this item? How quickly can I sell it on eBay? Right? Because a lot of times that's all they're doing is they're looking up items on eBay and mm-hmm. saying, what could I sell it for? So if you're already a reseller, yeah, pawn shop seems to be a, a good, a good option. So let us know in the comments, should Mike and I open a pawn shop? Pure hustle pawn. There, there we go. Trademark right now. Done. Done. Okay. All right. Hey, uh, also along with eBay. So eBay is actually stepping up with uh, the alerts, which I think is great. Now, I know a lot of people aren't fans of getting text to your phones, right? I don't think you're a fan of getting text to your phones. That's just my impression. I mean, <laughs> I communicate through text, but I just... I, I don't drop what I'm doing for text. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, the alerts, I mean, they could be helpful, right? Like if, if it's, Hey, so, your doctor's appointment uh, is next week. So I, I'm going to, I signed up. I haven't gotten any alerts cause I guess nothing important's happened, but you can actually sign up with eBay. If you text join J O I N to two zero six three three, that's two zero sixty three. You can get alerts from eBay. So We'll see how it goes. You know, this is one of the things I've always said is we always hear like if you're not in the seller community, the eBay community seller news thing, like constantly, which a lot of us are really busy. So I don't you know, I'm not I am when I'm trying to prep for the podcast. But outside of that, I'm not really on there. Right. But if I'm getting a text directly to me, right, which I would I also wonder, like, why doesn't eBay just message us directly through messages? Which they, they, it's better. I mean, I'm, we get messages sometimes. Usually it's like, you know, here's an item. Here's a, a sale happening on these items. You've looked at this before. And it's like, yeah, I was doing research. I don't want to <laughs> buy one of these. No, my favorite one is why do we, why do we get the messages still that people have your items in carts, mm. drop it by 5%, but we also have send offers. Like, I just don't understand why, you know, anyways, we can go on and on. We already had a whole episode about, you know, things we wish eBay did a little bit better, but I think this is a good thing. I, I like it because I, I pay attention to text way better than I pay attention uh, to email, you know, social media notifications. And uh, because texts are usually the people that text me are people that I really want to make sure I get back to, you know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> All right. And that's the first cough we've had on this podcast in like years. Right in the beginning. All right. So this next thing is Amazon related. And I think this is a very good thing. So I'm going to pull up this uh, news story real quick. So Amazon is pushing holiday shoppers to pick up packages at stores amidst, amidst or due to the potential delivery crunch. Which, have you ever seen those Amazon lockers? Have you seen those? Mm-hmm. Right? It's kind of interesting. Ross has Amazon Hub. Right? You walk into Ross and you can like pick up your Amazon. So it's kind of interesting if you're sourcing for Amazon and you're getting some. Anyways, just kind of the irony in it. But let me read the headline. So this is from uh, CNBC. Uh, they said, Amazon is pushing holiday shoppers to get their orders delivered to some of its brick and mortar retail locations. The company said it will help shoppers keep their holiday season spoiler free but it's likely to help Amazon save crucial last mile delivery capacity as it stares on a potential logistics crunch fueled by record online shopping this year. Now, the other thing is I've been buying stuff on Amazon. And I've noticed like I can choose a prime or it'll say, Hey, you can choose it to get a day later. And it means less boxes. And, and you know, you get everything at one time. 
right? So it seems that they're trying to consolidate everything. I see it as a very positive sign because we all know what happened during the pandemic. Like things just fell apart with shipping, right? And a lot of people went to eBay. And I think Amazon is trying to make sure that they are the king of Q4. And, you know, they have Walmart that's competing with them. They have Target. They have all these businesses. But the real question is how how effective is this going to be? Because they're kind of sending two messages here. Like, it is good for them, right? It is beneficial if they can load up an Amazon truck and just make one delivery to Ross or one delivery to um, whatever. Even the 7-Elevens have them. Right. So if, if they can just, you know, what are the places that take uh, Kohl's, right? Kohl's takes Amazon returns. So if they just can like drop stuff off and let the employees there handle it, and it's good. Obviously, the stores want this because they want foot traffic in their store. But if you're buying something on Amazon, again, you you mentioned that you can you can get these items on Monday and the other items on Thursday, or you can get everything sent to you on Thursday. I feel like a lot of people aren't doing that because if they want items, some people will. Sometimes I didn't. I just said I want it on Monday. Yeah, I want I want I want it when I want it. And if they said, hey, or you could go pick up all of these items at Kohl's, or you can pick up all these items at Ross. You have that as an option. And usually, if they give you like some incentive, it's like, and you'll get a, a ninety nine cent credit on a digital item. Right, but you can't stack them, so it's like you can't like just build up a whole bunch of credit and get free stuff. So I think a lot of people aren't going to do that. And the other thing is, if you're trying to say, "Hey, we we want to limit people from going inside of stores because of COVID," but yet you're promoting people to go inside of stores, and now it makes sense for Amazon. It's a win for Amazon, but I don't. And they'd have to give me a good incentive. Like if I'm buying stuff on Amazon, if, instead of saying, "Hey, we're going to give this to, we're going to bring this straight to your door and drop it off at your door in two days," or you can drive to a store that you weren't going to go to and you can pick it up there, right? Like, why would I choose that unless they're saying, and you'll get 15% off your order, right? So unless they're huh. doing, like giving it an incentive, I'm not going to want to drive somewhere to pick stuff up because even- Even even if, if it means you'll get it, it, like it's guaranteed you'll get it sooner? Well, that's the thing is, it, if that's, it, that's the hard part is, again, like if everybody well, did that, then yeah, you could say, because then- towards the end, we'll be able to make sure things get to you sooner. But if I'm buying my stuff now and I'm not going to be buying stuff right before Christmas, I don't care if those people who are buying stuff late get their stuff on well, time. I just remember one time I needed labels when I was on the road for FBA. And they said, we can get it to your hotel and it would be on a Wednesday. And this was, you know, this was Monday. Or we can send it to this hub at the 7-Eleven and we'll get it to you by Tuesday. So I was willing to drive out because of the expediency. Like I needed that item, right? So as we get closer to Christmas, some people might say, you know what? I'm actually willing to drive out if it's guaranteed I'm going to have that item, right? I don't know. I, I see what you're saying, right? The, the beauty of Amazon is getting stuff to your doorstep, right? You don't even have to worry about it. Some In some cities, it's the same day, right? And so I, I don't know. I what What I liked about hearing this is that I think Amazon figured stuff a lot, a lot of stuff out during COVID. I mean, we're still in COVID, but you know what I mean? The, is this pre-COVID? I, what, what do you call that era? Like the dark times of COVID? I, I don't know what you call it, but you know, that March, April, May, where like everything just fell apart. I think Amazon figured stuff out a lot. And so this is encouraging to me because I've been saying, hey, be ready to do Merchant Fulfilled, be ready to do Merchant Fulfilled. A lot of people on Instagram are saying that, that and it's still being pushed. I'm finding with my FBA stuff that it's checking in pretty quick and it's selling pretty quick. And so I'm going to keep sending FBA 
up. I've mentioned this before on the previous podcast, probably until the 10th of December, because I do believe that I I don't think we're going to have this ship again is what they're calling it. I think things are going to go smooth, but that's just me. I could be wrong in two weeks and say, I'm sorry, everyone. I was hundred percent wrong about this. So, but you know what I like? I like the Amazon things outside the box. Right. And right now they do have competition with Walmart and we'll talk about that Walmart competition. So I've considered to do fulfillment with Walmart, but there's a couple of things that's making me not do it. And I'll talk about that in a future podcast. So, all right. Are we ready? Yeah. It is time. What's your bolo? Way off. I almost had it. Yeah. If, if almost was like way off. So if you're listening and to almost, the podcast. Almost only counts in, in hand grenades and horseshoes, man. <laughs> okay. Come on. So if you're listening to the podcast, hey, on YouTube, you'll see it. I try to lip sync my part and I, I just, I failed completely. I thought That's I had it bad. timed. Okay. Yeah. And, and lip syncing is not one of Orlando's skills. We, no. At, our, at, at, at the school we both worked at, there was a big lip sync event every year and, and the faculty and staff would do one. And uh, it's pretty fun to watch Orlando's uh, lip syncing. I mean, he's into it, man. He's like one of the most active. But lip syncing is not like, but, but that's okay. It's not a skill of mine either. I mean, there are some people who like, that's a talent. They could put that on a resume, like lip syncing. Well, but, even, uh, even the ones where I wrote like raps. Mm-hmm. I couldn't lip sync my own raps. Uh, I still and, couldn't do it. And and even our when, video. when we recorded our our video, yeah, we we obviously recorded ourselves singing it. Our Q4 rap, you haven't checked it out. It's on YouTube. Yeah, Q4 rap. We should. I'll link it. I'll link it uh, at the end of this episode. Uh, but uh, yeah, so yeah, lip sync. But I love that you try it. Like you're not giving up. You're like, I don't. I'm not good at this, but I'm gonna keep doing it because grit. That's right. <laughs> All right. Okay. What's your bolo? Uh, so my bolo is, I don't think I've talked about this one. I had it uh, like an, an episode ago that I was going to mention it. I don't think it came up, but I bought a bag that I had never seen the brand before and it was at a garage sale and it was a pretty good price. I looked it up and I saw there were some good comps, uh, but it was like a leather satchel bag and the brand is Roots Canada. And huh. if you look up Roots Canada, uh, they have a lot, it's like a clothing brand. They've got shirts, they've got hats and the comps on those are just not great. Uh, but what I've noticed is the Roots Canada leather stuff has really good comps. So they have some leather wallets, they've got purses, they've got bags, backpacks, satchels, those types of things. Yeah. And uh, what's the cost for those? Are you just saying like at the thrift or garage sale? Yeah. So if you're at a, a garage sale thrift store and you see Roots Canada, um, that and it's you know a decent leather bag because sometimes you you see like um, like briefcase type leather bags and stuff and mm-hmm. and and they're just not worth it. Uh, but if you see the Roots Canada ones, they, they have pretty decent comps. So they, they sell usually between like 40 to 80 bucks, um, which isn't like an insane price. But it's one of those things where now this is a brand that I'm going to be looking for. Right. So that's why it's a bolo is a lot of times garage sales, thrift stores. I kind of pass by bags, like certain bags I'll look at. But, you know, others I'm like, I just don't know. A lot of times it's hard to tell the brand. But the nice thing about the Roots Canada ones is that the stamp is usually right in the middle, right on the front. Uh, so just. Check it out and let us know in the comments below if you've got other brands of, uh, of bags, leather bags, or or satchels or purses that you are um, maybe aren't the popular ones. You know, they're not Kate Spade, they're not Louis Vuitton, but you see them regularly and they they sell for decent profit. And by the way, your chess set bolo is still it's getting even better. Like some chess sets are selling for more money now. So, yeah. anyways, keep a look on chess sets. All right, so my bolo is super generic, but I'm trying to help you in Q4. 
This is super generic. It is super generic, but here's the thing. He's basically going to say good stuff. (laughs) But if you're, if you can do merch fulfilled on Amazon, you can still sell a lot of good stuff on eBay. The best way to do this is you go to the Amazon seller app on it. And when you go to your Amazon seller app, you go to, you know, the add a product tab or the add a product, you know, button or whatever you want to call it. And then you go to your top sellers. And then when you go to your top sellers, you go to toys and games. And then you look at what stuff is ranked. And as you go through these, right, you just go spend, you know, maybe 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes going through numbers of one through, I don't know, 300 or 400. I mean, it depends. Or or if you don't go to the top sellers on the app, you can also go to the movers and shakers. And you go to movers and shakers for the toys and games, and it'll tell you stuff that is climbing in ranks and we should look out for. You end up using that data, you keep that mental note in your mind, and then you end up going to your retail store, right? Whether it's Target, whether it's Walmart. So, you know, I'm looking at an item right now. It's ranked 34. I saw this item all last week. It's selling. For, I remember it's selling for about $12.99, right? And so right now, if if I were to sell it, there isn't that much profit, right? Because it's selling for about $24.15. If I ended up doing it merchant fulfilled, or let's say you did it on eBay, right? If you did it merchant fulfilled on Amazon, you know, it you would end up $20 profit. You take your shipping out, probably four or five bucks. You're only making, you know, three, four bucks on that. But here's the thing. If you already have your shipping supplies and it's a rank of 34, the moment you list that, that item is going to sell probably within minutes, right? So if you have 10 or 20 of those items, right? And you got to pack that, takes you what, 20, 30 minutes to pack all those items. You're talking about 60 bucks in 30 minutes. Maybe it's worth it to you right now. That's one example. So I know this item because I've been keeping an eye on this item because I know this was a seller in previous years. And so I'm looking at this now. I'm like, I didn't know it went down to 34 in rank. Like Mike's looking at it right now. I was like, I'm going to go to that store right now. So things to look out for low ranking and sold out because right now is the time when these stores begin to get sparse, right? You got to keep an eye. So understand that Amazon can go on any of those rankings. There's another toy the other day that I've been checking out, what do you call those hooks? The hooks that come out with the items. Like I keep seeing empty hooks and there are toys from the previous Q4 that sold for a lot of money. And sure enough, I'm looking at the ranking keeps dropping. I'm looking at the price keeps going up. Amazon can keep it in stock and I'll pick that up. And I'm willing, I'll do 20 shipments at $4 net profit, right? That's 80 bucks. If I can do that in 20 to 30 minutes, I do it. I mean, I mean, that's not bad. Right. I mean, you could, you know, you could, you can find other more profitable items, but if the velocity is there and you want to make that quick buck, that's what some Amazon sellers do. This is why sometimes I always warn people when you see a bunch of Amazon packages on Instagram, they could be making two to $3 net on each item, but they're okay doing that because if they're packing, I don't want to do this, but they say you're doing 500 at $3 a pop. That's $1,500 in a day not bad money. That's not bad money at all. I'm not looking forward to that, but yes, that is one way to do it. So keep an eye, look for those gaps, look for low ranking and see if they're sold out. 
and they're I know it's a generic one, but hey, if if they're selling it that fast on Amazon, they're gonna be selling pretty quick on eBay too. Because if there's if they're uh, people aren't able to get on Amazon, they're gonna go to eBay. And there's some people that don't like Amazon, and they're just gonna buy on eBay anyway. So that is my bolo. Yeah. All right, what are you looking forward to here? Um, well, I'm not looking forward to having to go back to my campus for, for work. And it looks like I'm oh, it's just, a, it's just weird. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I want to be back full time with the kids and have normal. Yeah. It looks I like, agreed. it looks like probably starting this week of, as this really? is airing, I'm probably already there, not with students, but just for other reasons I need to, I need to be able to have access to the campus for, um, technology reasons and things okay, like that. Okay. So I'm going to be driving a lot more, which I'm not looking forward to, but I, because I've been located in, you know, the little rural area that we are in, in San Diego with only one thrift store, that's not good at all. Um, I haven't been doing a lot of thrift store shopping throughout the week. It's only been like the weekends that I'm going out and hitting up thrift stores. But now I think what I'm going to do is every day on my way home, stop at one thrift store, right? And I'll just do a different thrift store every day. Maybe if it's a place where there's like a couple really close, uh, but that way I'm kind of spreading out because if you're going to the same thrift store every day, you can end up wasting your time. Not always. Sometimes it's like the Depends hot the item drops, you know, yeah. but um, just being able to maybe increase my my sourcing ability without adding extra to my day, right? Because I'm already on the way home. If it's five minutes out of the way, five minutes in the store, just a quick look around, maybe 10 minutes to the store. I'm looking at five to 10 minutes, 15 minutes extra to my day. Uh, and I'm potentially going to be able to source quite a bit more than I'm sourcing right now. And because I'm listing a lot more than I have in the past, I'm running low on items to list. And so sourcing needs to increase. So I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing thrift stores having more items in stock. Nice. I, I think they will. I, I think there's a lot of resellers like me that aren't going to thrift stores. So there may be more inventory. Who knows? And and right now, because of COVID, like I am, I drive by the one that's near our place and I'm always seeing people out there waiting to get inside. So, you know, I don't want to deal with that. So Now, yeah. yeah. if I notice lines um, after I get off work, which I'm hoping is not a hot time to go to these stores, I'm not going to be stopping. I, 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 I'm I not going to stand in line and waste time, um, which I might be leaving money on the table. But again, time, time, is, money. time is important. Agreed. Yep. All right. So I'm doing more traveling. I'm actually I'm, I'm looking for the whales. I didn't even talk about this, but so I'm looking at my Amazon numbers. I have sold less items than I did last year at this time, but I've made almost three times the amount of money. Isn't that crazy? That's nice. But it's because I'm chasing whales. Like I, I'm, I'm Captain Ahab and I'm just out there. And so I'm going to be driving about four hours away before my first stop. And then I'm going to be staying at a hotel in this region, but I'm looking for those certain whales. I already cleared out the whales out of a certain region. And, and I've gone to that region a couple of times since then. And I haven't seen the whales anymore. I don't know how many people have caught on to this whale. And so I'm just going to keep, this is, I'm just going to keep going for these whales. That's right. So one thing I was going to say is you should probably buy your, your, your cargo van instead of renting, uh, because the mileage, man, the mileage you're racking up would all be right off if, you owned it. I know. That is true. That is true. Because I'm thinking like, man, how much gas? I already had to get an oil change on this van. I had to call. <laughs> I had to call the rental company. I'm like, hey, by the way, it's telling me I need an oil change. What do I do? Because I've never had that happen before. And so they sent me a voucher and I just went to an oil change place and they changed the oil and rotated the tires. But yeah, that's how real it's been. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. I've only had it for a week and a half. Wait, we could, yeah. Like how many miles have you put on it? Is it like a lease where there's like a limit of how many no, miles? No, no. I asked her. I said... 
I just want to make sure it's unlimited. She's like, yeah, it's unlimited. They're like, most people, like, they don't drive that much. No, I've already, yeah, I've already driven, I think, over 3K. So it's been crazy. So, yeah, I'm going to keep looking for those whales. And then I'm doing something I haven't done before. I'm going to actually stop my FBA shipping by the 10th, which I usually have gone until the 15th, but it's, it's always been sketchy. I've lost money sometimes. And I'm just going full merchant fulfilled mode. Which I'm telling you after my experience, I shared this earlier in the podcast today. I don't know if I want to do it, but you know what? I got to try one time. And if I ends up being super profitable, because I do like the idea of not having to ship out FBA boxes, but I also don't like the idea of having to ship out hundreds of items a day. Like that does not sound fun at all, but I already ordered my supplies. I got my processes in place and uh, we'll see how it goes. So yeah. we'll see what happens. All right. Hey, hope everyone's having an awesome Q4. Keep listening. Keep sending stuff into Amazon, Merging Field, whatever you do. Plenty of money to be made. And with that being said, make sure to be real, be relevant, and be reselling. Please. Peace.